Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last week on Roll Radio... After a hearty breakfast of flapjakes and cheese, our heroes spent their first day in Daggerford following a crisscrossing trail of clues concerning suicide and theft. Their visit to the constable's office only led to more questions. Gringle, a.k.a. Mr. Shooty Pants, was found dead in his cell. Necromancy is highly suspected with the revelation that he heard a mysterious female voice in his head. The Duke continues to scour the city for the stolen artifact, while Alvin Gisson, the town sculptor and last person to handle the Duke's bloke, is nowhere to be found. Priests were annoyed, rooms were searched, questions were asked, wonders were wondered, Freelance work was offered, and our heroes gladly took the job of investigating Jolkin. Finally, our sleuthing party met the most curious courtesan named Natsia, whose world seems to be falling apart. The party did not buy her at, and some stealthy surveying by Esmir confirmed their suspicions. The plot thickens. Does Esmir have a crush on the Duke's sister? Will the party ever find out who this Yoko Ono person is? What will our heroes do next? Follow the clues or will they begin their job of mercenaries for hire? Who knows? Let's find out in this week's episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. Esmir, you have just finished tailing Natsia. The sun is sinking below the horizon, and a dim orange glow covers the rooftops of Daggerford. You make your way through the darkening streets and head back to the River Shining Tavern. Uh, Once there, you head up to your room to find your party already there and anxiously awaiting your return. So what did you learn? Where did she go? Ah, interesting. So our friend Natsia waited until uh, the sun was going down. And then guess where she went? I'll give you guys each one guess. Just right into the castle. <laughs> she went to a Cracker Bell. Did I get it right? You are a smart son of a biscuit. You see? God she, of knowledge. She... Just walked right through the front gate like it was her castle. Ah, that is strange. That is strange. Were there guards? It's interesting that um, our dead guy, Gringle, said he heard a woman's voice. Right. Familiar. It sounded familiar. I mean, she could just be going there to make some money, but. Well, it's. All these factors are gelling together. You've got Gringle, who kills himself, hearing a familiar woman's voice, who's all who's dating Nazi. She's also 
hooking up with the guys who's copied the bloke, uh, Yancey. I sorry, Calvin I can't remember Yancey. his name. Helvin. And uh, and now she's just walking right into the castle where the deed went down. Right. So, well, that's why I was. That's why I was inquiring about. Um, about Gringle when we started talking because something tells me that both of these things going on um, have one connection. One common denominator. Nazia. Exactly. Well, I think the missing piece to the puzzle is we need to talk to Jack and ask what he discovered about the bloke because that might lead us in the right direction. Because if it turns out that Iron the bloke toes. can only be wielded by someone specific, then it might point a, a finger at... Because she's obviously working for somebody. It's possible the Duke had it stolen intentionally in order to, you know, close the city for some reason. Maybe he, you know, he's a, he could be in on it. We don't know, you know. it's. But I think Jack is the key. He's going to have information that we need to further understand this okay well we still need to talk to sir estival because we certainly can't go after the duke of daggerford without getting his take on it first yeah so while we wait for sir estival and jack to return maybe we should go check out what's going on in jolkin yes that sounds like a good idea yeah i agree that's a good idea we should go to jolkin figure out what's going on over there and maybe we'll learn something over there that we could bring to the table when we meet up with sir estival and um jack sounds like a plan all right, cool. So after coming up with a plan, you guys turn in for the night, wanting uh, wanting to get plenty of rest for your journey to Jolkin. And early the next morning, you guys head out into Daggerford to pick up some supplies for the trip. But being a little a little short on gold, you guys only have enough money to get uh, to get food rations for about twenty days each okay okay then you guys head over to the stables and get your horses and saddle up and you guys uh you guys got to come up with names for your horses mine is long face long face <laughs> you had that one ready <laughs> well i'm gonna have to have a long name for mine i have to come up with it <laughs> all right so you exit daggerford through the caravan gate the same way you guys came in and it's only been two days since you arrived, but it seems as though the population of refugees has grown. And you make your way through this makeshift camp of refugees and then turn north on the tradeway. The weather is gloomy as the sun is hidden uh, by dark gray clouds and a light rain sprinkles on you for most of the day. And using the map given to you by Sherlin, you've decided that your first camp will be near the Flotion, uh, near the Flotion Estate, about 30 miles north of Daggerford. And as the sun gets low, you arrive at the base of a cliff, where a switchback trail leads up to the Delambeer Vale. You see that right near this uh, trail is a campsite, a like a regularly used campsite. And this is where you guys decide to stop for the day. So you set up camp and uh, you soon you turn in for the night. And the night is uneventful. Nothing happens during anyone's watch. 
and you wake up to another gray, gloomy, drizzly morning. So you quickly break down camp, eat some, some rations and don your armor and pack your horses. When you all hear uh, from down the trail, people approaching. <laughs> okay. And you soon see as they get closer that it is a group of men, seven of them, and several large dogs. And they also see you and they begin to approach. Can we see what the cut of their jib? They seem like well, how many or lurking. Yeah, they, so they seem unsavory. Unsavory. Or savory. Well, as they get closer, one of them says, Well, looky here, boys, some campers. It's so nice to see folks enjoying the great outdoors, isn't it? <laughs> and boy, this is going to be easy. Only three of them. And, oh, no. and some oh, sort of really? little person oh, over there. Santitos. Humans. Hi, women. Humans, you get more than two of them together and they want to commit crimes. All right. So here's how it's going to go, campers. Uh, you folks are going to put down your weapons there. And then we're going to take your horses and your possessions. And uh, you get to live. Sound good? Oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Here. And I put my hand in my little satchel and then I pull out my middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen today, fellas. Uh, I'd listen to the gnome. <laughs> you guys. I love it. Yeah. Elric is already rolling initiative. Good, good, <laughs> good move, lad. <laughs> I'm pulling out my glaive. Very good. You'll have nothing but these joints. <laughs> nice. I got some some steel for you if you're interested. I got three feet of Albonian steel in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone go ahead and roll initiative. So, so Esmir flips them off as Elric brandishes his glaive and the leader says, uh, Oh, come on now. No need to make this situation more difficult than it has to be. Just drop those weapons there and be on your way. I think we're gonna make this difficult. We're gonna make this difficult. I think just you know, I vote difficult too. I vote difficult too. (laughs) They look at you and shrug their shoulders. Well, okay, have it your way. Then some of them unsheathe their swords while others aim crossbows at you. Remember everybody, still stiff elbow. The ones with swords sneer at you and they size you up and begin to move around and take up positions to attack. But Esmir, you rolled highest initiative, so you get to go first. What are you gonna do? Okay, so I'm gonna start off by casting mage armor on myself to boost up my armor, because I'm a wee little gnome. Okay, cool. So you increase your armor class by three, so now it's 16. That's your action. Do you want to move? I think I'm just going to stay where I am. Okay, Colin, you see a protective magical aura surround Esmir, and you're next. Awesome sauce. So this guy's 25 feet away if each square is five feet. So can I hit him in this turn if I move? Yes, you can move and attack on your turn. And your movement speed is 30 feet. 30 feet. So he is within reach. 
Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and take on Bandit 5. I'm just going to run at him. First swing. Hit. Nice. And the damage. All right. Five points of damage to Bandit 5. Second swing. Miss. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and burn my action surge and swing it. No, another four. Well, I got that out of the way. All right. So Cullen, ready for some action, goes rushing into the bandits, swinging his blades, and Asilius the Owl is next. So I'm going to have him. Where? How? What's his movement? Let's see. He can fly 60 feet. Okay, so I'm going to have him. Can I have him swoop and hit this guy and then fly away? Yes. After he hits him, six more, the rest of his movement? Yep. Okay. Because that's what I've trained him to do. He has flyby. Yeah. He provokes no opportunity attack when when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Yeah, that's what he's doing, because he's a birdie. Ah, he rolled a natural one. Yikes. He did not. It says automatic miss. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so the bandits see that, that you're not going to comply with their request, and they release the hounds, and the big mastiffs rush at Elric and Jake. the hounds. The first one pounces at Elric, jaws open for a bite, and hits. Its teeth sink into you for six points of damage. Yikes. That's a All right, Elric, as this big dog jumps at you, its, its weight slams against you. So roll me a strength saving throw to see if it knocks you down. Okay. Nice. You succeed and stand fast. All right. The second Mastiff rushes Jake and leaps for your throat and hits. Dang. Its teeth sink into your arm for six points of damage. Okay. So as it attacks, its weight slams into you. Roll me a strength saving throw. Okay. A 14 succeeds. Nice. You stay up and hold your ground. Elric. You and Jake are being attacked by vicious canines as the bandits close in. What do you do? All right. All right, so I'm going to target that dog because he's right there. And my glaive. Hit. Damage. Seven points, and that hit kills it. Nice. All right, do you want to continue by moving and using your bonus butt? Uh, yes, my bonus butt. My bonus butt. Wait, what's this? What's this? <laughs> the butt of my glaive. I can use the butt end of my glaive. Oh, nice. Is that bonus I thought you were going to do some kind of disco thing. <laughs> it's my disco. It's my bonus butt. I'm going to run over and I'm going to hit this dog with the butt end of my action. Tail okay. end of your butt action. Tail end of my butt action. Here we go. Ooh, miss. All right, Jake. Elric just took out one Mastiff, but the other is right in front of you, snarling and ready to pounce. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to sock the Mastiff on the snoot with my mace. And I miss. What in Agma's name? Were you studying again last night? I was. You wouldn't believe what I've learned. Certainly not about how to hit a Mastiff on the snoot. <laughs> okay, now the bandits move in. Bandit You're going to pay for killing my pup, Raspberry? <laughs> Come on, boys. Let's get him. Oh, this is not good. Two bandits flank you, Elric, 
and the first one swings with advantage and hits, doing three points of damage. The second one swings and misses. Get away from my tutelage! (laughs) (laughs) Tutelage. Three of the bandits are hanging back and aiming their crossbows. Two of them are aiming at Esmir. What is that? What is that little thing over there? I don't know, just shoot it. And the first one fires and hits for two points of damage. The second one fires and also hits. And again, two points of damage. The third, Bandit 7, uh, levels his crossbow at Cullet. Oh no. And fires and hits for three points of damage. Ah. And just as that bolt sticks into Cullen's shoulder, two bandits swing their scimitars at him. The first one swings and misses. The second one swings. Come on, get him. Oh, misses. The party is overwhelmed and outnumbered. And Esmir, you now have two crossbow bolts stuck in you. What are you going to do? Um... I would like to use my, and I ha, I'm, this might not work, but I mean, need some help. Let's, I was gonna use the sleep spell. I roll five d8. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of the current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. Uh, can you do it to those guys to? Numbers three and four, they're fighting. Yeah, by themselves over there. Okay, roll five d8s, and we'll see uh, if it's enough to put bandits three and four to sleepy time. Wow. Okay, you roll 21. Can I roll the right die? Yes, but but unfortunately, um, it's not enough to put both of them to sleep. What? One of them definitely falls asleep. Oh, I, oh I, I can still do one. Okay, I will do number three. Because he's uglier. <laughs> okay, Bandit 3 lets out a big yawn and lays down for a nap. And Cullen, you're next. Let's lower these numbers here. Selected, so spring. Nice hit. Roll damage. Please be dying. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's enough to kill him. Bandit 5 cannot counter your dual blades and is quickly cut down. No, Bubba. And then the second swing. <laughs> Hit. Yeah. So Cullen is swinging his long swords, weaving through the bandits, cuts one down, and wounds another for four points. At least he's wounded. Right, back to the remaining Mastiff. Jake, snarling jaws leap at your face. It misses. Elric, you see a pouncing Mastiff bounce off Jake's shield, and it's your turn. All right, I am going to use my action surge. So I'm going to have to bandit one with my first attacks. Don't forget you don't forget you have advantage thanks to uh Asilius the Owl flapping around the okay. bandit's head there. Uh actions. The quick advantage. Glaive. Oh hit. There you oh. go. Nice. That'll do. Damage. Nice. Eleven Ooh. points. That Whoa. is way more than enough to kill him. Blood just sprays the ground as Bandit One collapses in the dirt. Wait, All whoa. right. So my bonus butt action is going to go after the dog. 
Bonus, bonus. <laughs> funny every time. <laughs> bonus, bonus, bonus. Uh, Glade bonus action. A nine misses. <laughs> okay. So my second attack, uh, I'm going to target... No, I'll just go out. I'll keep going after the dog. I'll keep going after the dog. So the glaive on him, I got him targeted. That hits. Hits. Roll damage. Ten points. You cut that dog down. Dying. Oh, it's just dead. Blue Baron, no! (laughs) My puppy! (laughs) Jake, you watch as Elric twirls his glaive and expertly cuts down one bandit and then eliminates the mastiff that was attacking you. And it's I'm going to look turn. back at Esmir and say, do you see this boy? You're brilliant. <laughs> I teaching. We taught oh, him so show, well. Good show. <laughs> I am so <laughs> proud of what we have done. So what I now would like to do is say, yeah, Elric, let me help you. I'm going to smash you with advantage, you see, Bandit Six. Hit. Ooh, wow. Man, that was close. He's wearing, like, cloth. There's no... Nope, these bandits are wearing leather armor. Leather, oh man. And all I do is heavy. Yep, seven points. uh, Heavily wounds him. I'll kill you next time. (laughs) All right, so you guys have just taken out the second Mastiff and three bandits. But four bandits remain. Come on, boys! What's the matter with you? There's just three of them in that little thing. Get in there. (laughs) Bandit six charges Elric and swings and misses. Bandits four and seven reload another bolt into their crossbows. Number four aims at Esmir, who's behind a log there. And I'll, I'll give you partial cover. So a negative two to his attack. You better. He fires. Oh, he misses flies over your head and into the woods. And number seven fires his bolt at Cullen and misses. Oh, sweet. Chainmail saved you there. For all of its loud clanking. Now, Bandit 2 continues his fight with Cullen. He swings and misses as Cullen dodges out of the way. Oh, man. I think we picked the wrong campus to rob. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you will... We told <laughs> you. <laughs> we invited you to leave. <laughs> All right, Esmir, it's your turn. What are you going to do? I am going to use my firebolt on bandit number four. Okay. I'm going to hurl a moat of fire. Woo! Nice. Oh, Natural yeah. 20. Yeah. That was definitely a hurl. All right, critical hit. Roll that critical damage. That nice good night's sleep oh, out oh. in the woodlands has given you extra boosts. Oh, oh my God. That's going to sting. That's just <laughs> awesome. It's going to burn. Nice. So you, so you pop up from behind your log there and you hurl this firebolt and it nails this bandit square in the chest and he goes flying back like 10 feet and hits the ground dead with a plume of smoke coming out of his chest. Oh, nice. Looks down. Who's next? Who's next, fellas? All right. Another bandit goes down, but there are three left. Cullen, what are you going to do? I'm going to even the odds for my tutor and uh, go after bandito number two. 
Ah, dang it. Oh. Second sword. You forgot to roll with advantage. Oh. Yeah, you're flanking that bandit with Jake. I'll just roll another one plain. Stiff elbow. Boom, chakalaka. 14 hits. Roll damage. Okay, five points of damage. Second sword with advantage. Another hit. Nice, seven points this time. And another camp crasher is cut down by Cullen's dual blades. Can I spend the rest of my movement to close with Bandit Seven? Yep. Elric, you watched Cullen take down a bandit and then charge the bandit with a crossbow. What are you going to do? Elric, okay. Uh, Let me target bandit number six. Wait a minute, do I have advantage? Yep, you're uh, flanking with Jake. Man. Ooh. Nice. That guy's not long for the world. Roll the damage. Eight points, and your glaive cuts him down. Amazing. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. Remember, teach. Pride cometh before a fall. So he's dying. Yeah, he's on the ground with a huge gash across his chest. So you're um, free to move if you want. Uh, I can move 30, so... Uh, give your bonus butt to Bandit 7. Could I do that? Yep, you can move and okay. attack. All right, so the bonus butt. Play uh, uh, <laughs> bonus action. The butt connects. It's funny, every time. Every time. And does four points of damage. Jake, you watch as Elric twirls his glaive, dropping one bandit, and then sliding over and whacking another. And it's your turn. I I am just in awe. (laughs) Don't get cocky, kids. Don't get cocky. Why not? (laughs) I cast Sacred Flame. Success! I did it twice. By accident. But it was the same roll. So let's go with the first one. <laughs> well, unfortunately, in this case, when it says succeeded for a saving throw, it means that the bandit succeeded. Oh, he succeeded. So uh, I always flame before. Yes, yeah, so he sees the sacred flame coming down from the heavens <laughs> and he dodges out of the way. So I'm going to blow on my palm. <sighs> Yo, I'm out of practice. <laughs> All right. So... You have, uh, you guys have taken out three more bandits, and one bandit remains, Bandit Seven, who is looking quite nervous as Cullen and Elric rush him. And a, a glaive butt smacks him, a sacred flame rains down on him. Yeah, he's looking scared. Uh, so he drops his crossbow and pulls out his scimitar and swings it at Cullen. And misses. Nice. Mm. Stupid and poorly trained. <laughs> I think they study books too much. That's what happens when you choose thieving for a career. Do not knock books, little one. <laughs> Did you just call me little? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, Esmir, you see the boys over there trying to finish off the last bandit, and it's your turn. Mm. We go back a long way. Kill that guy. We go back a long way. You guys good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 fireball. Do you, do you have any like buffing spells? But you don't have to waste them. I mean, I just... could just shoot a fireball at him. I could just go over here, jump on top of this backpack, and shoot a fireball at him. 
16 hits, roll damage. Okay, four points of damage. And Cullen, the bandit in front of you is suddenly on fire. Put him out. Ah, ah, stop that fire with your magic butt. That is Elric with the magic butt. Not my butt. Okay, I have the magic butt. Miss. Oh! Another miss. Man, that's, oh, he's all yours, Elric. Well, Silius goes first. Um, you can continue to flank. Over here. Oh, I should have used advantage. Oh yeah. Can I can I do that again? Sure. Two more rolls. Let's see what we get. Two. Miss. And a one. Fourteen. Nice. The last bandit falls. So you guys look over the carnage of bandits there who tried to crash your camp and rob you, thinking you'd be an easy payday, but they uh, quickly learned that that was a bad idea. Yeah. And as you wipe the blood off your weapons, you hear the snoring of the bandit Esmir put to sleep. Lucky one. What does... um. I'm going to give him a really deep rundy and just like pull it up really high. So he wakes up, his like underwear is like pulled all the way up. I was about up. to say, what does ethics prescribe in this situation? Are we just going to leave him bound or? I was about to say, Elric would have no problem with killing him. Oh, he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Elric. Jake, on the other hand, was trying to teach Elric that life is precious as you were growing up. <laughs> We all start laughing. And so, and so even though that his life, even though that this guy's life may be not as precious as others because of what he's tried to do, we could always, when he does wake up and he sees the bloodshed, um, we can always give him the option to go and tell the, tell the tale. Okay. To others that might have the same idea that he and his friends have had. That appeals to me. Should we leave a mark or something? Like a Z? A Z. A a little note. (laughs) (laughs) That's our our names on it. (laughs) Nice try. Nice try with an E at the end of the Y. Um, (laughs) But I'm assuming that that these bodies of bandits, which normally, um, they seem like they were successful as they were walking up. Did they have any coins in their pockets? Mm. Ah, yes, they did. Okay. Ah, I would like to take them. Do they have any books? <laughs> no, no books. Oh, they were so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, uneducated. You got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They could have just had a poor upbringing. After all, my character believes the same blood flows in my veins as everyone else. Oh, yeah. interesting. I don't remember teaching you that, but I do like it. <laughs> It is a, it is a quality of the Kalina McGregor. Okay, so you loot the bodies and mount up and start up the switchback trail, deciding to leave the last bandit alive to wake on his own and find himself the the lone survivor of the bandit gang. So you and your horses. Uh, make your way up to the top of the ridge, and once you reach the top, uh, you have entered the Delambir Vale, and you see the land here opens up into wide, uh, wide open grasslands as far as the eye can see. And according to your map, you are on the road that is aptly named 
the Delambir route. And looking at the map, you can see that it's about uh, 60 miles to the road that leads to Jolkin. So you got probably two and a half more days of travel to get to Jolkin. Um, so you spur your steeds forward and continue your journey east. And over the next two days, your trip is uneventful. Only uh, tall grass and gloomy wet weather. And at the end of your third day of this trip, you make your camp uh, near the road that leads south to Jolkin. So the next morning, you break camp and head south towards Jolkin, and hopefully some answers. Looks like we're heading toward a glade. Yes, Small. in the distance, um, about 15 miles south, you start to see the land rise up out of the grasslands. Um, to the west, you easily see Mount Ilifarn, which you guys know uh, was named after an ancient empire of elves. And to the west, um, you can see a large hill protrude um, from the grassy plains. And in between the mountain, ra uh, the mountain range and that large hill is a small forest. And you know that on the other side of that forest or glade lies Jolkin. You've got to be Jolkin. <laughs> so around midday, uh, the road takes you near the foothills of Mount Ilifar. The peak of the mountain towers over you and the forest is about five miles away still. And as you're riding along, looking around, you suddenly hear howling, the howling of wolves that echoes off the foothills all around you. And you suddenly see a little ways off, three wolves running out from behind rocky outcroppings. The wolves are running towards you guys. And you now see that uh, riding on these, uh, on the backs of these wolves are goblins. Ah, oh. oh. What do you do? What I want to do is I want to bless our crew. Okay, cool. I blessed everybody. So that's one, two, three, including the owl because I am second level or higher. What does this blessing do? This blessing gives you an extra D4. Of what? To an attack roll or a save. Okay. Of your Just choice. Of okay. your choice. <clears throat> so I bless everybody. I bless you. Um, I bless you. So is that right? Elric, Cullen, Esmir, and Asilius. Okay. And then I use a spell slot. Okay. Cool. What's the blessing? Let's hear it, Cleric. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> Um, whenever uh, either of you makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the Is this spell what act, you're saying to us? <laughs> <laughs> now you see what I've just done to you <laughs> as I concentrate to make sure it keeps going. Whenever you, either of you, including you, Asilius, listen up, quit tweeting. <laughs> if you make an attack roll or a saving throw before this minute ends... You can roll a d4 and add that number to the attack or the saving throw. Praise Agma! Praise Agma. Domini, Domini, Domini. You're all Catholics. Okay, nice. <laughs> so, as Agma's blessings fill you, everyone roll initiative. All right. 
you see these goblin wolf riders quickly approach, one of them from the west and two from the south, charging your team uh, from their ambush spots atop their snarling steeds. The goblins wave scimitars and let out uh, goblin war cries. Uh, yippee, yip, 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 yee! So, <laughs> they're close. Aye, 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 aye. Jake, 15, you roll high initiative. You're first. 45, 50. What is their movement? Well, they're on wolves. Um, not as fast as your horses, uh, but still, uh, they're moving quite fast. I almost want to flank them, but. Um... Well, why don't you and uh, Jake or Elric uh, go after the two at the bottom? South Goblin West. one and Wolf one. I'll break for the one up to the right, up to the left, left. Uh, fifty-five uh, northwest. This is fifty-five. All right, Esmir, you see Jake and Longface charge south towards the oncoming Wolf Riders. You're next. What do you do? Okay, I'm going to shoot a firebolt at Wolf 2. Hit. Look at that D4 from Bless. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Okay. Eight points of damage. Nice shot. W- what's your blessing? What's the god's name? Agma. 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 The only god. Do you want to move, Esmir? Your, your pony can move 40 feet. I don't know what to do, really, because I'm the most vulnerable on my horse, and I'm the most vulnerable off of my horse. So I um, don't necessarily want to be in the front. You could just stay here or move forward out of the way farther if you send your owl to give me yeah, aid right? in fighting. That's well, a, that, that seems like that's a good idea. Because they're going to come towards us, so I was thinking I might maybe I should move. I'm going to move here. Okay. Cullen, it's now your turn. So I say, um, yip, yip, appa, and I just race at this guy. Oh, that's a nice horse thing. Go appa. So Cullen spurs his horse, appa, and they begin charging the western wolf yeah. and goblin rider. So there's no difference in attacks, right? It's still swinging swords. Yep, and you can target the wolf or the goblin. And as you get closer, uh, you can see that the goblin is strapped to the wolf. I'm, I'm gonna try and kill the wolf because if it goes down, then he's gotta get up. Yeah. Plus, the wolf's gonna try and bite my horse anyway. Ooh. Ah, missed. Nice. It wasn't enough. Damn. Let's try another one. That hits. Hit. Nice. Roll damage. Nice, six points of damage. And thanks to Esmir's firebolt, that hit kills the wolf, and it falls to the ground, taking the goblin with it. Ooh, I still have an action surge, so I'm gonna use it. Go after goblin two. Oh, no, no, well, critical miss. Me oh. Pulling a hammy. Oh. Let's take a oh. roll on the critical fumble table and see what oh, happens. Oh, you roll it even, even if I got a modified? I mean, it's... Yep, a one's a one. One's a one. 43. You have lost your mental bearings. You need to recover. You cannot take actions, reactions, or movement for the rest of you for the rest of the round. At the beginning of your next turn, you need to make a DC 10 Wisdom saving throw. Mm. Okay. So as you uh, quickly charged up there and attacked, 
uh, you and your horse got turned around. Appa spun around and you're like, whoa, easy boy, easy. <laughs> but now he's still blessed, right? So he still gets a D4 to add to that save? Yes, because of the bless. Yep. Nice. Meanwhile, to the south, uh, Jake and Wolf Rider 1 charge full speed towards each other. The wolf leaps up into the air at Jake and misses. Longface rears up at the last second, deflecting the wolf. Longface. Why the longface? But simultaneously, uh, as the wolf was leaping up, the goblin rider swings its scimitar at Jake and hits, doing five points of damage. And you make your constitution saving throw. Nice. I succeeded. Yep. So anytime a spell requires concentration, like bless, and you get hit, you have to make a constitution uh, constitution saving throw uh, to see if you maintain your concentration on that spell. It's nice that Fantasy Grounds does it for you automatically, so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Okay, a little further south, the third wolf and rider continue to charge full speed towards you guys. I don't see him on the map. He's at the bottom of the map. Oh, All right, now back up north to the goblin whose wolf was just killed by Esmir and Cullen. So the wolf fell to the ground, taking the goblin with it. So he's going to spend his turn frantically trying to get himself loose uh, from the dead wolf. He's uh, unstrapping, undoing his straps. Oh, man, why'd I tie a double knot? <laughs> All right. Cullen has charged west towards one wolf rider, uh, and Jake has charged south towards another, and is currently battling a wolf and rider. What are you going to do? Oh, I was going to ride down to... Uh, my movement on a horse is 60, right? Yes. 50 will take me up to the wolf that's by Jake. And uh, I'm going to take a swing at him. Well, let me target him. With advantage. All right. Elric and Bucephalus charge south to aid Jake. Elric's not even holding the reins as both hands are spinning his glaive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. He rolled a 28. Look at 28. all those dice. A hit. It's just huge. Damage to the wolf. Nine points of damage. Nice. Heavy. Okay, the butt action. <laughs> BBA. Whoa, with advantage. Nice, you killed it. Killed it. Both ends connect, and the wolf falls, taking the goblin with it. All right, what's AC the owl going to do? All right, who who should I give some advantage to over here? Should I go to goblin too? Yeah, if you would. Jake's there to help Elric, vice versa. All right, Asilius flies west towards Cullen and Appa. Jake, another wolf and rider quickly approach from the south, and while Elric has ridden up to your side and cut down the wolf that attacked you. The goblin is down there atop his dead wolf. What are you going to do? Oh, long face, move. I am going to chuck a sacred flame and zap him. Let's see. Goblin one. And it fails its dexterity saving throw. He couldn't dodge it, 
because uh, he is still strapped to his wolf. So, so did he fail or did the sacred flame fail? He failed. So now roll he- damage. Gotcha, thank you. Holy cow. I thought that I was getting really bad with my skills all of a sudden. Oh, and it just wounds him. It counts. It's all right. Four points is four points. Mm-hmm. Okay, Esmir. Uh, to the south, Jake and Elric are battling Goblin 1. Uh, to the west, Cullen is battling Goblin 2. What are you going to do? I'm going to... Shoot the fireball at the goblin too. Shoot the fireball, no? <laughs> I'm going to hit the goblin too with you, the fireball. <laughs> if you target somebody, it should show you the distance from them. Oh yeah. Twenty plus four. I'm on fire tonight, boys. That's a second twenty fireball. Oh, look at that damage. That is huge. Wow. Fourteen points of damage, and that fries him. Cullen's over there, turned around, trying to regain his bearings. And as uh, Cullen and Appa are spinning around, a firebolt flies in and hits the goblin and turns it into a pile of ash. (laughs) Cullen's like, damn it, I had him. (laughs) Fully was going to kill that guy. (laughs) All right, Cullen, let's see if you can get back into control here. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Why? Because of his uh, critical fumble uh, last turn. Oh. A seven. Okay. So you and Appa are still confused. Uh, Appa's a little spooked by the wolf and the flaming goblin there. Good thing Esmir got rid of that goblin. That's a good thing. So are you just standing here staring at a chunk of flaming goblin? Yeah, you were like, you were all dazed because of you fell. And then you got up and you're like, okay, why is this guy on fire? <laughs> but he looks tasty. Okay, back to the south. The third wolf rider uh, reaches Jake and Longface, and the wolf leaps up to get a taste of cleric. No, oh, and it misses. Again, you expertly maneuver Longface to avoid the bite. But while in the air, the goblin rider takes a swing and rolls a natural one. Yeah! Ha ha! Ah, let's roll on the fumble table. They're still dumb. 48. So as he swings, uh, his sword suddenly flies out of his hands. (laughs) It flies over your head and sticks in the ground about 15 feet away. And he's like, oh man, I shouldn't have had those greasy pork rinds for breakfast. (laughs) You should should look at him and be like, man, that sucks for you. All right. Goblet One finishes unstrapping itself from uh, its dead wolf and takes a swing at Elric and misses. Okay, Elric, there is a goblin standing atop a dead wolf there, okay. swinging a scimitar at you. What are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to take a swing at him. Um, I've got him targeted. Glaive. Hit. Hitch. Thanks, D4. Yeah. Thanks, uh, D4. I see a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so your glaive swings around and cuts that goblin down and it uh, and it joins its wolf there in a bloody heap. All right, so I'm gonna move and I'm gonna use the butt 
against goblin number three. Okay, so Bucephalus moves forward and you spin your glaive at the next goblin. Hit, roll damage. Heavy. Nice, seven points, maximum damage. All right, cool. Okay, Jake, you and Elric are side by side, taking on the last goblin and wolf. What are you gonna do? What about my owl? Did we skip his turn? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead and move him. Do I have to move here to get, um... I so can't I'll go here. Him. I'll put the owl here. You could stay there. Is the dog yeah. down? No, the wolf is still alive. This time, I'm going to try to smack his snoot with a mace. Miss. Oh. Wait, did you roll with advantage? I did not. Well, Asilius flew into flank, so you get advantage. I know. Roll another 20, bro. Silly goose. Hit. Hit. The mace makes meat contact, finally. Nice. Heavy. heavy. That was heavy. All right. The wolf snoot is smacked for five points, and Esmir, it's your turn. Where am I? Oh. Or right in, or over to the right for me, I guess. Okay. One, two, three, four. I'm going to go right about here, and I'm going to shoot my firebolt at... Goblin number three. That hits, and you killed him. Nice. I actually did him a favor because he just, from dying of embarrassment. Well, that <laughs> smoking goblin uh, slumps over dead onto its wolf, and that wolf uh, begins to panic because there's a flaming goblin strapped to it. And Cullen, you're next. I'm going to ride down onto wolf three. He's only 50 feet away. Yep, yep. Oh, nice. Oh, Wolfie. Natural 20. Nice. Eat it. You dingle. All that critical damage. Instant death. <laughs> right in the snoot. I was confused for a moment. I was disoriented on my horse for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Cullen uh, regained his bearings and rode down to join Elric and Jake and takes out the last wolf. Good job, guys. Hey, Esmir, over here. <laughs> Join us as we loot the corpses. <laughs> Come loot the corpses with us. Can I look around and see if I see any more ugly, nasty, stinky goblins coming? Why? Oh, I could send Owly up for do do a fly around. You can do that. Yes. Let's let's do that. Let's. I'm gonna have him do a little recon of the area. Sure. Can I have him go up around and see if he's see if we see anything close by, and also go towards the town? Yeah, you can do that while you're looting the goblins. Nice. Clean my blades on their ragged clothing. Sixteen gold. We're gonna have to spend these. They stink like goblin. Okay. So as you're looting and preparing to continue on, uh, Esmir goes into a trance as Asilius flies up to scout the area. And through Asilius's eyes, you see the road cut through the glade and then eventually lead into the farms and fields that are on the outskirts of Julkin. And as Asilius soars up overhead, you can see in the distance the village of Julkin, sitting on the banks of the Delambir River. It's too far to see um, any details, but you can see 
that the surrounding area um, near you here is free of any more goblins or wolf riders. So you mount up and continue south down the road and head into the forest. And as you um, get into the woods, I want everyone to make a perception check. Okay, so you're traveling along the road that cuts through these woods, and you're all noticing how pretty this wooded glade is. It's not a twisted, tangled, overgrown woods, um, but a serene, almost garden-like setting. You, all, you also notice that even the rain has lightened up since you entered here. The birds are happily chirping, and you feel uh, at peace. And Esmir, after a little while, as you're riding along, looking around, you begin to notice that the, the small woodland creatures that inhabit these woods, like squirrels and mice and little birds, um, you know, creatures that usually stay hidden, are all out in the open. And they seem to be uh, following your party as you make your way down the road. Hey guys, look. There are many small woodland creatures gathering about following us. Oh. oh let me see if I can let me see if I can ask them what the heck's up, because you know I can talk to them. Is that a Pink Floyd song? <laughs> Several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a pigtail. Do they have like dead eyes or something like that? Or are they <laughs> Yes. As you look closer, you notice that they're all undead creatures with red eyes and rotting flesh. I'm kidding. They're just, they're not zombies. Okay. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> they could be spies, though. Can I talk to them? Yeah, definitely. Because you know I can do that. Yep. As a gnome, uh, you have the innate ability to speak with small beasts. And you do so, and you get the idea that they want you to follow them into the forest. Uh, hmm. What could come from following a squirrel into the woods? Okay. Could this be a trick? Um, I don't know. We won't know unless can we... Can I detect cool. magic? Um, yeah. You want to do the 10-minute ritual? Sure. Ah, shafala, shafadash. Okay. So you guys watch as Esmir... Uh, performs a ritual to detect magic, uh, lighting some candles and incense there in the middle of the road. And after about 10 minutes, Esmir, um, you don't detect any magic as if like from a spell, uh, but you do sense magic emanating from the woods themselves, uh, like the forest itself as part of the magical weave. All right. So the little creatures... But do I feel like the creatures are being are a, a spell? Like what? No. Enchanted. So I can't be like, hey, why do you want me to follow you? They're just like, come on this way. <laughs> it's cool. Come on. What? <laughs> not over here. <laughs> come on, we want to show you something. <laughs> show you something. <laughs> never worked That's out. That's really, really cool. <laughs> you definitely want to follow us into the woods. 
Confronted by the perils of the Delamere Vale, our heroes showed their mettle and laughed in the face of danger. But they're not out of the woods yet, as they contemplate the wisdom of following beckoning woodland creatures deeper into an unknown forest. Are they cute little animals, or are they evil spies? And who is Pink Floyd, and what is Disco? Well, as Cullen said, what harm could come from following a squirrel into the woods? Who knows? Tune in next week to find out on Roll Radio! Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Roll Radio. Our players are out, they're on their first quest, and exploring the Delambeer Vale. Meanwhile, I'm over here experimenting with some things to try and improve the sound quality, but I think it comes down to the simple fact that I need to put real microphones in front of the players. So I think that's the next step. That's really what I need to focus on. And if you guys would like to help us out with that, please take a moment to check out our Patreon page. There are some fun extras on there for Patreon members, like uh, Roll Radio character sheets so you can follow along with the players, and blank ones uh, that you can use in your own games. Thanks Liz Zilke for designing them, they're awesome. There are also fun drink recipes inspired by the players, and my favorite thing is the mini raffle. The players have designed miniatures of their characters, and when you become a Patreon member, you get into a raffle to win one of your choice. There's a link to Patreon on our website. Check it out for more details, rollradio.com. Any help is greatly appreciated. And another great way to help us out is to spread the word, right? Tell people about us and go onto Apple Podcasts and leave a nice review. Click some stars, right? And speaking of nice, the Roll Radio theme was composed and produced by Andrew Capone. Check him out at andrewcapone-composer.com. All the in-game music and sound effects that you're hearing are from Sirenscape. Want to bring your tabletop RPG to life? Check them out at Sirenscape.com. We are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module, which are properties of Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when Jake finds a new friend.